Hi, welcome to the first day from the Fundraising School. I'm Bill Stanjakavich. Our guest today is Dr. Deborah Mesh. Deborah is the director of the Women's Philanthropy Institute. She is a national and international expert on philanthropic studies and nonprofit management. She's here to talk to us today about gender differences in charitable giving, and that information can help you with your fundraising strategies. Deborah, thanks for being with us. Thanks. I'm delighted to be here. First of all, for our audience that for some reason might not be aware, what is the Women's Philanthropy Institute? Sure, I'd love to tell you about the Women's Philanthropy Institute. It's a passion of mine. Yeah. I'm the director, and uh, I would say in a nutshell that the purpose of the Women's Philanthropy Institute is to further the understanding of gender differences in philanthropy. So we found, we do all of our research on that question mm -hmm. of how and why men and women may engage differently in philanthropy. Before we talk about some of those differences, why is this issue more important now than ever before? As it relates yeah. to women in their household, as it relates to women in the workplace and in the economy, uh, why is this issue important now? This issue is so important right now, I think mainly because of the changing demographics that we have seen over the last 10 years or even started even earlier. If you look between what the households looked at from the 1970s mm -hmm. to what they look like now, you see more women who are making decisions in their household. We find that they're making financial decisions about being the, C the CEO and the chief financial officer of their households, but we're also seeing that they're engaging more in those philanthropic decisions. So they're earning more education, they're earning larger income, they're gaining more wealth, and Bill, they outlive their husbands. Yeah. So they are going to be inheriting all of that intergenerational transfer of wealth. And that is good for philanthropy. And I think that the nonprofit sector and fundraisers, development officers, need to be aware of how to engage women better. We know that we still have a long way to go for economic opportunities for women in the workplace, and yet we are seeing progress. And if I'm understanding you correctly, that's translating to philanthropy and charitable giving. Is that right? It absolutely is. And I think that women are passionate about philanthropy. They, we know this from research, that they have different motivations mm -hmm. for giving and they give from the heart. Men mm -hmm. tend somehow, uh, some, in some cases, to be much more transactional. They're much mm -hmm. more willing to write the checks. But women want to engage in philanthropy. They volunteer more. They want to understand how their money is going to better impact that nonprofit organization. And so they have different needs and different motivations. And so um, that involvement, I think, is just a groundswell for philanthropy and helping philanthropy. You know, Deborah, one of the things you mentioned too, uh, when you, we look at who volunteers, by far the demographic that volunteers the most are women. And right. as we talk about in the fundraising school all the time, if you want to attract new donors, according to the Corporation for National Service, 80% of volunteers will become donors if you lead them well, and women are the biggest category within volunteers. So we've talked about the workplace. Also, our volunteers are an opportunity, and many Absolutely. of those volunteers are women. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, once you get women engaged and once they are committed to you, they will become your most loyal donors, mm. your most loyal donors. So you have to pay attention to the women. You have to pay attention to what is different about how they want to be engaged versus how men want to be engaged. 
So uh, it's very important, I think, to consider that. We've talked about the workplace. We've talked about volunteering. What about in the household? What are your sure. data showing in terms sure. of how influential women are, not in a single household or they're you know, solely influential, mm -hmm. but if they have that partner, their spouse, that significant other, their husband in the household, what role are women playing uh, in the household as it relates to philanthropic decisions? So what we started to do at, uh, uh, at the very beginning of our research is we started to look just at single women and single men, single-headed households, because we really wanted to look at the gender differences. Mm -hmm. So we started with singles versus, single men versus single women. Mm -hmm. We found that single women, controlling for everything else, yep. single women give more, they are more likely to, to give and engage in philanthropy than single-headed households by males. What happens when singles marry? Yes. What we say is that the women, single women, often socialize their husbands when they get married. Okay. And so men often learn about philanthropy within marriage. We also try to drill deeper into the household decision making. Mm -hmm. And we find that as income increases for women, as education increases for women, they are taking control of more of those philanthropic decisions. So we often hear anecdotally when we talk to married couples that men say, why are you talking to me? You should be talking <laughs> to my wife. So um, it's really oftentimes the woman in the family who is pushing that philanthropy. They're more interested in the legacy. They're more interested in the legacy for their children. They often talk about learning philanthropy from their mothers, from their grandparents. Mm -hmm. So it very much is, philanthropy is very much, I think, housed in this, this women's uh, engagement and socialization from a very, very young age with women. And you talked earlier that men often are transactional in yes. their philanthropic decisions while women uh, tend to give more from the heart. Could you expand on that, please? What does that sure. mean and what advice does that give us for our yeah. fundraising audience? Okay, well, uh, I'll let you talk about a little more of the advice, but what I can tell you from our research is that a tax benefit is not a motivation for women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is for men, for charitable giving. Women don't really pay that much attention to that. That's not what motivates them to give. So we see those motivational differences. We see that men are much more willing to just say, okay, here's the check, I'm gonna hand it over. Or they'll jump up at an auction and say, uh, all right, I'm pledging to give $10,000. Who's with me? Who's yeah. with me? Raise your hand. That kind of thing doesn't resonate with women hmm. because they are um, a little bit more humble. They also um, feel uncomfortable with um, standing up and saying that they're a philanthropist. Mm. They're less willing to put their name on buildings. Uh, we see a little bit more of that now, mm. especially with couples now, but mm. women hesitate to say, uh, you know, I want my name splashed in a building. So it's much more of different reasons men often give because of somehow it could also help themselves. Mm. For status differences, and again, it's not one way is better than the other, it's just that women and men are socialized differently, and so why wouldn't this also reflect the way they engage in philanthropy. And Deborah, one of those ways they engage also, as I understand your research, is women are more relational. So mm -hmm. it's not just the household. We might also be thinking about uh, the social relationships that women have with their friends as they think about their philanthropy. Absolutely, and absolutely. And so what the research shows us, especially with the giving circles research, 
is that women like to engage in philanthropy with other similar women. They like to pull their money, they like to make decisions in a democratic way, they like to learn from each other, like to share information. And so you see this relational um, type of philanthropy happening very clearly when we look at the landscape of giving circles. So there is a lot of important advice here for fundraisers. As you think about fundraising being donor focused, what is the donor's motivation? Why is she or he interested or they together interested in supporting your nonprofit organization? So, you know, first of all, what we need to get clear here, and we hear about this a lot when we teach at the fundraising school, uh, is the thank you letter that is still sent only to the man in the household, mm -hmm. not to the man and the woman, even though maybe both names are on the check or both names are on the account. Quite frankly, that just has to stop. Those days are over and we need to make sure we're including everybody in the household just for human dignity reasons, let alone, as Deborah has explained to us, for these reasons associated with women gaining economic strength, with women being even more influential in their households as it relates to philanthropic and charitable giving. So as we look at uh, opportunities to fundraise, we always look at donor motivations and the unique aspects of each individual. But as we learn from the Women's Philanthropy Institute, gender matters. And there are important distinctions that you need to consider when you're fundraising. We have so much more information available on our Fundraising School app, which you can obtain anywhere that you obtain apps for your technological devices. Also on our website, philanthropy.iupui.edu, where you can find both the Fundraising School and the Women's Philanthropy Institute. And at the Fundraising School, we have a course specifically designed to teach you how to fundraise uh, based on gender differences, designed uh, with a great help by my colleague, Dr. Deborah Mesh. I'm Bill Stanjakovich, and you are fully up to date on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm -hmm.